Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hey there, and welcome back. In this episode, I am talking to Christine Michelle Carter. She is a mother, a divorcee, a writer, author, extraordinaire, really. And we talk about a healthy co-parenting relationship and what's the anchor for hers. We talk about healing and then we get into her work as the number one global voice of working moms and why she does what she does. So get into it. I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed the conversation as usual. I always do. To learn more about Christine, all of her information is linked in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. Today, I am here with Christine Michelle Carter, the number one global voice for working moms. Thank you so much for joining me, Christine. Thank you so much for having me, Janine. I am so excited to have this conversation. Okay. All right. So how are you? Let me just check in. How are you doing? Yeah, I've had a crazy day, I must say, and I am extremely tired because last night I woke up at two and just felt like writing and I wanted to turn it off, but my brain wouldn't let me. So I was on my phone writing notes and then I would put the phone down and try and roll over and go to sleep. And then my brain would have something else for me to... So that continued for six hours until I had to push my son off of me and tell him to get ready for school. So I'm very tired. Wow. Um, that is that is great to hear. I mean, I'm sure it's not great to feel, but it's great to feel like to hear that something was was being poured out of you and you just couldn't it, it wanted it was nagging and wanted to get out. That sounds very inspiring to me for whatever reason. Um, oh, thank you. I am well. I am well. I'm having so far a good day. The sun is out, which is like half the battle most of the time. <laughs> yeah, really I is. Well, like it's it's been good. And I had a great conversation earlier today too. Not podcast related at all, but just a great conversation. So I'm just in a good space, generally speaking. Good. Yeah. All right. So we are here on the Thanks Divorce podcast. I feel so corny for saying that because clearly <laughs> that's where we are. But... Um, <laughs> you, I would love for you to give us just a snapshot of your, what I call a divorce profile, and you can share as much or as little as you like about your divorce journey. When did it happen? How long ago? How long were you married? Things like that. Sure. I dated my ex-husband for four years and we were married legally for 10 years. I moved out because of Maryland law in the ninth year of marriage. We have two children together and I went into the marriage aware of the issues that he had, which ended up causing the divorce. But I still felt like um, he was the man that I should have been with and that I should have had children with. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he has um, a substance issue problem. And when that happens, people tend to change their personality. And they have memory loss and they no longer find interest and passion and vision in the things that they used to. So he really turned into and still is a completely different person, which is unfortunate for me and unfortunate for our, my kids. Um, I think that might, does that cover? Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. that's, a, that's a decent like snapshot of 
of your okay. divorce. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that implies a clear reason to, to leave the, the relationship and um, why yeah. that had to end. Um, and so the reason why I asked you to be on this podcast and mind you, just for context, I haven't asked, I don't think I've asked anyone to like, I'm reaching out to say, can you be on my podcast? Oh, I appreciate that then. Thank you for the honor. Yeah, um, everyone else, I, I put it on a post somewhere in Facebook and they're like, I'd love to be on your podcast. Like they'll come to me. But this one, I, I reached out to you because I saw this lovely post that you had about your ex um, and about your, what I would call, what seemed like a loving co-parenting relationship. Um, could you talk about like where it is and like where it came from maybe like how I, I love the idea of a healthy co-parenting post-divorce relationship and whatever you wrote I'm, I'm gonna post it or tag it or something so people can see what it was it was very inspiring so I wanted to reach out to you to ask you to come and and give us the wisdom of of, of that, <laughs> that mental space that you're in I don't know that I would call it the wisdom, but it's definitely the experience and it changes with every day. I came from a divorced family. My parents were divorced when I was nine months old. They absolutely hate each other. They would remind me whenever I did something that they didn't like, that I was exhibiting the personality or the behavior of the other parent. He came from a a marriage that was still together, but had separated many times and shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, we decided that if it en- ever ended, that we would remain friends and cordial and not speak ill of one another in front of the mm-hmm. kids. And with substance abuse, again, you turn into a completely different person. So the agreement that we made 10 years ago isn't necessarily the agreement that we are adhering to today all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, because he has his ups and downs, there are some times where he is paying child support and reaching out to the kids. And then there are other times where he is not and the kids haven't heard from him. Mm-hmm. I try to be as transparent as possible to help me heal through this process on social media. But my kids have never heard me say a bad thing about their father. And that's because of my experience with my parents. Mm -hmm. And when I first did separate from him, I was still trying to spend holidays together. I remember I got sick and he stayed over the the apartment that we were living in. But at the advice of my monster-in-law, he was told that he should probably keep his distance for his health and for his recovery and healing from the divorce, which in hindsight was true. Absolutely. We probably should have set more boundaries than we did in the beginning. Mm. But I feel like our co-parenting relationship just has its absolute ups and downs. But at the heart of it, even when he is uh, acting like a different person, he tells me he's very thankful that I'm the mother of his children Mm -hmm. and that I'm his Mm ex-wife because I don't pressure him in court Mm -hmm. for child support or I'm not withholding visitation from the kids. That's up to him. And I don't speak ill. And the kids don't tell him that I speak ill of him uh, in front of them. So he remains very grateful for the fact that he gets so much leeway from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. That I get that. I totally get it. 
Um, I've I don't think I've heard someone say monster in law before. <laughs> but really, it's a movie. Jennifer Lopez that, started. I must it. have missed it. Um, <laughs> like completely. Oh, baby, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> I mean, the way that's a whole nother episode. I felt that. I felt that when you. Yes. Um, when I tell you the spirit hit me when I signed those divorce papers and knew I was not related to that woman anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes I just wake up thankful that I am not related to that woman anymore. I tell my kids I feel bad for them. Now that I do struggle with, okay. not speaking ill. <laughs> yes, that that one sounded like yeah. I mean, based on your both experiences, you were both committed to like doing this thing well, but the other thing, the monster in yeah. heart, seems like a different dynamic completely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We won't even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another day but I do I do want to point out and, and like congratulate or I don't know I appreciate hearing that you both are committed to a common goal and that's how you through substance abuse and all the things all the changes you're still steadfast with that commitment to your children which I think is beautiful and and they will benefit from that in you know for years to come Woo, I, I love to hear that. And so do you have any advice for, because yours is coming from a place of experience. Mm-hmm. So that's like the motivation. Do you have advice for women who are in a dynamic that may not be, you know, perfect or even good? How to, how to navigate co-parenting post-divorce? Yeah. Navigating co-parenting post-divorce is just as difficult as knowing when to leave the marriage. It is extremely personal Mm. and no one can tell you the best way to do it. Mm. Aside from the fact that as a person, just as a friend to my friends, I don't like to give advice. So I probably would never give advice on that. But it's funny when you get divorced, everybody comes out the woodworks and tells you how much they hate their husband, right? Mm. It's crazy. Like I, I was so surprised at the amount of people who said, that they couldn't believe I did it. And because I did it, they felt like they could do it. And they Mm. secretly hated their husband for years, even decades. Wow. But it took me, I knew my, I didn't, I even called off the wedding and then we still did it. I knew this man had a problem and I stayed married to him for all those years. So it was only when I felt ready Mm -hmm. that I could leave. Even though I had my aunt telling me, you know, your health is deteriorating, your emotional, mental, physical health is deteriorating. Even though I knew that I was fighting an uphill battle by myself because he really wasn't present mentally in the marriage, I could only leave when I wanted to leave. So very similarly, I think that everybody's co-parenting situation is going to be very, very different. And the other thing about divorce is that it brings out the ugly in people. Yeah. For me, I was lucky that I was married to somebody so incoherent through the separation and divorce. I could write our settlement agreement. I could handle everything with no type of um, objection. But not everybody has that luxury. I do get that. You know, it is very specific to your situation. And I like how you make that connection to like knowing when you're ready to leave a, a relationship of any sort and trusting yourself, honestly. And you never know what's on the other side. You don't. And it always looks scary. The devil you know is always better than the devil you don't. It always looks scarier on the other side. And it is scary on the other side, but it's a different kind of scary. Yeah. 
So for me, after I divorced, I would just have nights of uncontrollable chest and stomach pains and just wailing, crying after my kids went to sleep Mm. because I'd left somebody who handled all my finances, who I had grown up with as a teenager. I felt lost and alone. I felt like no one would love me again. I felt like I was leaving half of me behind. Mm. And I had to feel that and go through that for a very long time. And now I can say I'm fine with being alone and I don't cry myself to sleep and nights aren't lonely like they were back then. It was like nights were horrible and in the morning I was fine. And then we started the whole process all over again. But, um, it, you know, it just, it takes time. It takes time to figure out how to handle the other side of the grass, basically, yes. what the new problems are. Right. Different, different weeds, different terrain, different everything. Exactly. Okay. So it takes time. Um, does it also, in your opinion, take the therapy? <laughs> like what? what uh, yes. <laughs> It takes a tremendous amount of therapy and I'm extremely blessed because we were in marriage counseling since my daughter was two years old, going to the same therapist. Mm. We just, we, I wanted to call it off so many times. Mm. And my monster-in-law was one time that I wanted to call it off because she was extremely influential in the marriage and she was extremely influential in the separation and the divorce as well. But um, we had the same marriage therapist for a very long time. And then once we separated and divorced, I continued to see her. Mm -hmm. She had the history of our relationship. She knew she had counseled him independently. So she knew that perspective. And I still see her. It's extremely, extremely helpful. I understand that not everybody else is going to have that. But any type of therapy that you can get from a tribe, from an actual counselor, a therapist, from church, anything that you can get, not your children, yeah. but anything else that you can get uh, is highly valuable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you said this earlier, but how long has it been since you've been married to him or separated? Separated? It's been, oh, okay. Um, uh, three years, okay. three years. Okay. Yeah. I, I almost want to say four years. I'm losing track of time. I think it's been four years mm-hmm. this, yeah, this September. Okay. Okay. Just to get a sense of like the distance from yeah. the situation. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. So we have, we're, we've done some healing. We're in, you're in a, in a good space with the co-parenting. And, and as I introduced you, I'm in a tolerable space with the co-parenting. <laughs> Who wouldn't want their paycheck? But I'm in a tolerable space. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yes, I feel like I want to go down the rabbit hole, but like I don't, we don't have to do that. Um, but want to get to your role, your work that you do now. You are the number one global voice. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that. I said number <laughs> one global voice. I wish you guys could see her face right now. It's hilarious. I want to do that when I go and present now. I want to have that that inflection. <laughs> you should. You should. Uh, of working moms. And can you talk more about that? How are you the voice? And where are you in spaces where people are listening to you as the voice? Yeah, I'm the voice because I'm a senior Forbes women contributor. Mm -hmm. My beat is about how parents balance work and life. Mm -hmm. I also write for other publications like Time, Entrepreneur, Inc., 
Uh, I have a children's book called Can Mommy Go to Work? And it teaches kids why working moms do work. And a novel, Mom AF, which is about my struggles as a working mom. So I say voice because I have so much content that I pump out for women. I write a lot of articles and have been writing a lot of articles for the past 14 years. Okay. Uh, the global comes from the fact that my writing is read in about 150 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, you know, have the book sales to prove that, that a, a bunch of different people are buying my books in other countries. And then I focused on working moms because uh, I was always in consumer marketing, but, and, but when I became a mother. I became very aware of how mothers are misrepresented from a consumer marketing perspective Mm -hmm. and then underappreciated in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I decided that consumer marketing to Generation Y consumers for retailers, because it was so long ago, we were called Generation Y and not millennials, Mm -hmm. was something I didn't want to do anymore. I wanted to advocate for women. I wanted to help them read through policy to understand their rights in the workplace. I wanted to present them with facts that made it easy for them to advocate for remote work or flexible schedule and things like that. It just became a very big passion and I've been doing it for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. Come on with the receipts. Okay. Receipts, baby. I'll give you a drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes and yes, and I appreciate that. As a mother, I quickly learned how the world is not set up for mothers. And that's right, specifically in the workforce. And yeah. when you think about like CEOs are usually men, and like men can have a baby, they can have fourteen babies in the course of a year, and you would never know. Right, you would never know. But the yeah. way that it impacts women in the workforce is undeniable. You can't like skip over it. Um, I recently saw an article somewhere where the woman said, I secretly had a baby because she's working from home now. She didn't want to mention it to her employers that she had a baby. That's so sad. Yeah. That breaks my heart because a part of, a part of change is being able to speak up and advocate for others when they can't. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't feel comfortable enough and authentic Uh, and comfortable enough to bring her authentic self to her workplace, Mm -hmm. how is she going to change the culture for other women at work? Mm -hmm. Or how is she ever going to feel accepted and welcome and valued in the workplace if she feels like she has to hide something that literally for the first year after giving birth changes the thought patterns in your brain? You completely become a different person. So she is now saying she doesn't even want to tell everybody who she really is. Long story short. And that breaks my heart. It does. Mm -hmm. It is. It is heartbreaking. And and that makes me think about like code switching and how people show up. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. Like with the LGBTQIA community or being a minority, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The workforce like makes my skin crawl just because of like how many policies are in place, like legal stuff is in place and how you have to be around certain people just to even like to eat, essentially. Like I can't even be my whole self here, but I need this to to feed yeah. my family. Um, yeah. And I love that you're you're doing work to teach people basically how to fish, like teaching you how to advocate for yourself in these spaces that you have to navigate as a working mother. 
And I also hear from that is even from your own story, just like the co-parenting from your own experience, you're committed to a, like helping or do making something different moving forward. Um, yeah. And I, I, I thank you on behalf of all working moms. <laughs> and Oh my goodness. I, I thank you for sticking in there and for telling me you had a good day today because it's so easy to say you didn't because you had to raise somebody and mm-hmm. I don't know if they had a good day or not and you had to deal with them. And I don't know if you're caregiving for anybody, but people don't realize um, if you guys don't know, Janine is black and black women have a lot of burden on their shoulders right now because of COVID. So I, I appreciate you honestly for saying that you even had a good day today. Mm-hmm. That just shows like, we will get up in the morning and make the most out of it. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I receive that. I, re- I receive all of that. It's literally nice to hear, like lovely to hear. Yeah, you deserve it. Oh, you're great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like to do these uh, these interviews without much conversation beforehand and like get to know the person as they talk. So it's like, I like you. Like you're my favorite. <laughs> Okay. Um, I, I do feel like this, this is a great place to um, maybe close out, but I do, again, thank you. If you want to verbally, I'll put it in the show notes, but if you want to verbally leave uh, your, whatever you want to talk about, like your website or where your book is or anything, um, you can say it here now and then we'll close out soon after. Okay. My books are on Amazon. It's probably the easiest way to buy them. Mom AF and Can Mommy Go to Work? Uh, You can find them also um, with blog articles, inspirational articles from other working moms on my website, christinemichellecarter.com. And my Twitter and Instagram handles are cmichellecarter. And LinkedIn and Facebook is Christine Michelle Carter. Mm -hmm. I love the titles of your books. And, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, the, the, the bulk of it too, like what it's about. Um, and I wish you all the best. I, I, I feel like it's already happening, but like just more, I wish you more and more and more. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me to the podcast. It was a good way to end my week for mm-hmm. sure. Talking to another mother, it's, it's just always nice. I don't always get to do that. So I really appreciate that. And I made it through a whole podcast without cussing. I'm excited. <laughs> Because my book is full of cuss words and I love to cuss. So I do too. And I'm over here thinking like, okay, it's a podcast. I don't want right. to be explicit. I, if there are children around, like, can you listen to this around your children? Right. I know. But uh, I cuss a lot. Right. Same, <laughs> same. My grandfather helped raise me. I am a sailor. <laughs> oh, wait. So question about what you were, what woke you up this morning with your writing was that specific to it, like another article or like another book? Like what? Uh, my, my sequel to Mom AF. Okay. Which is about dating as a single mother. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Get into that. Oh. Right. That that disaster train wreck dumpster fire. Sounds <laughs> 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 like you got stories for that. Okay. Stories for days, baby. That's what the book is going to be. <laughs> Okay. I look forward to that. Okay. So whoever's like listening, just find her. She's a great person to follow. Um, Very inspirational and has really quality, valuable things to say. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. My absolute pleasure. And I will ask you what I ask most, if not all guests to complete the sentence. Thanks divorce for yada, yada, yada. And you can say whatever you want to put there. 
Thanks, divorce, for teaching me that growth continues even after you become 21 years old, that you are constantly growing and constantly evolving, not just because of life experiences, but just because that's a part of life. Mm. It's You're not going to, and I don't know what took me so long to realize that, but clearly I'm not the same person, have the same humor uh, as I was when I was four, but I'm not the same person as I was when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. So divorce helped me realize that. Okay. Shout out to divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for being so awesome. Thank you for advocating on behalf of women and mothers. And I'm saying divorce moms too. Uh, I'm just going to loop all that in there. So I appreciate you for being here and I look forward to seeing more of you. Thank you so much, Janine. Yes. All right, everyone listening, this is for you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it and got some gems because I was taking notes myself. Um, And I will see you again on another episode of Thanks Divorce.